0: As you heard it mentioned, um, this week is Thanksgiving. I don't know if that was on your radar screen. I hope that didn't surprise anybody. But um, sort of in preparation for all that that means for us as we enter into this week, whether it's travel or gathering with family, uh, I want to offer you this message this morning entitled, Holding It Together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So maybe it will have some usefulness to you for this week and for however you celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, Maybe it'll have some usefulness to you beyond this week, just through this season. Or just a good one to keep with you in your pocket as we go through the seasons of life. Pastor Stacy mentioned in the greeting that today is Christ the King Sunday in the liturgical calendar or the church year, also sometimes known as the reign of Christ. Sunday, and this is the last Sunday of the year in the church calendar because the new year begins with Advent. So next Sunday, the first Sunday of Advent, begins the new year in the church. So this is our last Sunday of the year. And Christ the King Sunday or the Reign of Christ Sunday is, is here in this place in the church calendar as an opportunity for us to remember and recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. For all that we've been through in the previous year and as we next Sunday set our eyes and our hearts and our minds upon the advent, the arrival of the Christ, this Sunday is intended to remind us that Jesus reigns. And so in that spirit, And in the spirit of holding it together (laughs) during Thanksgiving, I want to offer you this scripture reading from Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. And we're going to put it on the screen so you can follow along. By being strengthened, some translations say may you be strengthened, through his glorious might, so that you endure everything and have patience. And by giving thanks... Some translations say, May you give thanks, with joy to the Father. He made it so you could take part in the inheritance, in light granted to God's holy people. He rescued us from the control of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. He set us free through the Son and forgave our sins. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the one who is first over all creation. Because all things were created by him, both in the heavens and on the earth, the things that are visible and the things that are invisible. Whether they are thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He existed before all things, and all things are held together in Him. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the one who is first born from among the dead, so that He might occupy the first place in everything. Because all the fullness of God was pleased to live in Him, and He reconciled all things to Himself through Him, whether things on earth or in the heavens. He brought peace through the blood of of his cross. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Holding it together. This passage of scripture from Colossians opens up for us the fact that this journey of life, this journey of faith, Calls for all of us to have endurance and patience. Life has a way of forcing some lessons on us. (laughs) And these are two of them that we need. Endurance and patience. The ability to wait for something that has not yet come. And at the same time, the ability to keep on moving toward it. And life teaches us two sort of corollary lessons to that. And that is our need for thankfulness and joy. To be able to be grateful, to have gratitude, to give heartfelt, Meaningful thanks. And to tap into the feeling of celebration, of receiving the blessings of life, of the joy that floods my soul. And so Paul says, may you be strengthened by God. For endurance and patience, for thankfulness and joy. Because the truth is, often we come up on times in life where we feel like we're not strong enough to endure or to be patient. Maybe even to be thankful or see the joy. And the truth is, that's okay. It's okay that there are times in life that feel like it's more than we can endure or have patience for. And what Paul's telling us is, There is strength for that that comes from somewhere else besides inside us. May God give you the strength. I don't want to be too stereotypical here, but as we head into Thanksgiving, the holidays right in front of us, some of us may be going to share a meal this week with family who help us remember that it can be difficult to endure with thanksgiving and be patient with joy. And if we want to be real, real, we're going to share a meal in here together in about 15 minutes with family who can sometimes do the same. This biblical passage is an acknowledgement that it can be hard to hold it together. In our own hearts and minds, at the tables where we gather, in our church, in our country, in our world. And Paul says, be strengthened by God for endurance and patience with thankfulness and joy. That God has given you an inheritance. God has given you the light. Has given you forgiveness and freedom in Jesus. Jesus. You may come to a point this week where you just say, Jesus. You may come to points in this season or in your life where all you can say is Jesus. Paul tells us that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus is the visible, tangible experience and example of those three transcendentals of goodness, beauty, and truth all that we yearn for, long for, look for, seek in our lives and want for us and for others is found in the person, in the life, death, resurrection, teachings, and example of Jesus. Paul says, Jesus is the one in whom it is all held together. Earth, heavens, powers, authorities, rulers, thrones, Anything, anywhere, everywhere, you, me, us, and everything in between is held together in Jesus. Jesus. I was just thinking about what that means that it's all held together in Jesus. The earth and the heavens and everything in between. And it made me think about our solar system and how the way our solar system is designed That it's all held together, all the planets, all the moons, and everything else is held together in this perfect orbit, this rotation, this dance, if you will, around the sun. And do you know the the force or the name for that force that holds everything together like that? I mean, really, it's the gravitational pull of the sun, but there's there's a term that we learned in school for that force. Just a descriptor of it. It's called a centripetal force. Does that ring a bell for anybody? Yeah? Does it give nightmares to anybody? I had somebody say it, reminded them of physics. But the idea, right, is that there's something in the center that is exerting a force on everything around it, so great and so strong that it holds all of it together. And when we think about our solar system, it holds it together while it's flying through space hurtling through space it's a centripetal force i've tested this don't worry it's fine but it <laughs> right it's that force that as that something flies through space and time that there's something in the middle that's holding it where it is keeping it in place keeping it going keeping it working keeping it together keeping all of it together perfectly And that force that here is the rope and our solar system is the gravitational pull of the sun. And what Paul tells us in life and in the world and in church and at Thanksgiving, that that force is Jesus Christ that holds it all together. Now, I don't know what your life is like or can be like at times, but sometimes... I feel like something hurtling through space. <laughs> I feel like my life is hurtling through space. And, and the fact is, if it wasn't for that gravitational pull of the sun, that tension holding everything in place, it would all just hurtle out into the atmosphere, shooting off one way or the other, every planet, every satellite, every moon. And sometimes life can feel that way. I mean, we feel that stress, that tension on a regular basis in our lives. I mean, we could, we could name it for this church. Just some of the things that are going on that make it feel like it's hard to hold it together. Just give me a second to talk about Shambly Methodist Church and name some things. For instance, this church had a pastor who was here for 10 years. Beloved, but most. Um, And then she left. And then there was a new pastor who came. She was here for a year. then she left. And then there was a co-pastor that came. What's that? And then after a year, one of those co-pastors left. And then an associate pastor came. And never mind the beloved associate pastors who had been here and left. But just over the span of the past three years, this church has been through a lot of transition and change that can sort of make it feel like how is this all holding together? And then we could name the staff changes that have taken place here. The majority of the staff has turned over. The leadership changes that have taken place in the lay leadership. The community around us is changing rapidly. And in the United Methodist Church, the changes that we're going through, the stresses, the strains within our denomination just can make it feel like it is all flying and swirling. And how in the world is it held together? Well, the answer we find in Colossians. How is it held together? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the force. Jesus is the power for whom, by whom, and in whom all things were created, made, set into place. Jesus is the one around whom we all gather and orbit. It's Jesus who holds us together. Jesus is the centripetal force of life and creation and faith and the church. Sometimes it can feel like it's just gonna shatter or is shattering. Sometimes it feels like that stress is more than we can manage. And I don't know if it's so much that it's all going off the rails or if it's just we're living in that tension of going around the sun one more time. And we're living in that tension of all of us together together Being made more and more into the likeness and the image of who God created us to be. And doing that together is hard work. Which is why there's one who lives at the center of it all, holding it together. There's another force that sort of acts opposite to centripetal force. Do you know this? Centrifugal force. It's that force that is felt that is pushing out where the centripetal force is holding in. I know this is fun for y'all, right? This is as much fun for you as it is for me. That centrifugal force is the force that pushes out. It's that force when you're driving a car and you make a right-hand turn quick. You feel like you're going left, but you're going right. That's the centrifugal force, which, by the way, I mean, scientifically speaking, is a fictional force. It's not a real thing. It's just something we feel. It's something we think is there, And and there's a force at work against the centripetal force of Christ that would hold us all together and hold it all in place and in motion together. There is a force at work that would tempt us, that would accuse us, that would divide us, that would point to the experiences and times and the things that we're going through, the changes, the tensions, the struggles, and say, no, okay, that's too much. That's it, it's over. You can't handle it. This can't be real. There's got to be something else. you got to get out of here There's that same force at work pushing out, but it's, I mean, to follow the science, it's an imaginary force. It's it's not real. The real force that will always and forever reign and be victorious is the force of Jesus Christ that's holding it together. In us, for us, and among us. John Wesley dealt with this. One of the founders of the Methodist movement Thankfully, he journaled his experiences of life and he wrote that there was a time in his life, even when he was preaching, that he wasn't sure he believed in Jesus (laughs) or that he believed in what he was preaching. And he was given the advice, preach faith until you have it. Sometimes it's a matter of naming, knowing, stating, restating, participating in the work of Jesus Christ in our lives. It may feel like duct tape, holding it together, or glue or paper clips or whatever. But the truth at the heart of it, it is Jesus Christ. And so in those moments where it feels like it's becoming too much to hold together, that's the moment to turn and see the one who truly does hold it together, Jesus, to look to his life, to his teachings, to example, to get back in the scriptures and read about who he is and what he does. Remember what he's done for you, to have those conversations with brothers and sisters about who is Jesus in our lives, to get back together around the things that Jesus calls us to do and to be, for ourselves, for one another, for the world, to turn our hearts and our minds and our attention toward Jesus. I mean, I, I can look right here and name examples of what Jesus is doing. Pastor Stacy mentioned the Thanksgiving food drive. I know we've got folks that are up there right now getting ready to prepare for the distribution of that food. But And we have updated totals. I saw that there was over 6,000 pieces of food, units of food of one various kind or another that were donated over the life of this food drive to feed over 140 families, which is about 700 people who are going to have a Thanksgiving meal or have a better one because of what this congregation and this community did together coming around who Jesus is to feed people who are hungry. I'll tell you something else I heard that I thought was a blessing. Just one of the things that's before the United Methodist Church is the topic of the place of LGBTQ persons in the church. And I know folks in this church that feel one way and folks in this church that feel differently. And I've heard from them that they're talking about ways to get together around a table and have a conversation about that. Praise God. Praise God. Because when we get around the table with Jesus Christ at the center, he holds it together. And He holds us together. And I don't know about you, but it's been my experience that He does it in ways that maybe I couldn't do. Because there's more than I can do. Ways that I might not have expected that Jesus shows up to hold it all together. I said in just a minute, we're going to share this communion meal. When we do that, we're, we're reminded of what Paul wrote about God and about Jesus, that in Jesus, God was reconciling everything to himself, restoring us, restoring life, restoring the world in Jesus. That in his sacrifice, we are made free. That we're given life, new life. We're also reminded that we share of one loaf. That there is something, someone, at the center of who we are. Personally, collectively, as the church, there's one at the center holding it all together, holding us all together. The Son. And His name is Jesus. And so when we share in this meal together, in just a moment, when you come forward and someone breaks off a piece of bread and gives it to you, and you dip it in the cup and you receive it, you're doing it. So is she. So is he. So are they. We're all doing it together, sharing this one loaf of the life, death and resurrection Of Jesus, who holds us all together. So, as you go into this season, as you go into this week, wherever you are in your life, I don't know how it feels to you, how it's holding together. Maybe it's just fine and great. And so you can be joyful and give thanks. Maybe it feels like a little duct tape and spit and glue. And yet you know that in that, as you look to Jesus, that he's holding you and holding it all together and holding us all together. I said, we're, we're going to share in the communion meal and in a moment I'll invite you to join me in the communion liturgy and we'll say some of these words together about things like confession and repentance thanksgiving being one I hope as you hear them and say them that they could go in somewhere for you that could go with you out of here Knowing that in Christ we're being held together. We'll receive communion by intinction. Which, like I said, means when you come forward, somebody will break off a piece of bread, hand it to you, dip it in the cup and receive the body and blood of Christ for yourself in that way. If you want to kneel and pray at this altar rail when you come, you're invited to do that. I also want to tell you, this table's open. You don't have to be a member of this church or any church to come and share in this meal. This is Christ's table. And he invites all of us to it, no matter what, no matter from where. And we can all come to his table together. We just invite you to come looking for him and where he might be, holding it together in you. So I'm going to invite Pastor Stacy to join me at the table and you to join me in the liturgy. We'll put it up on the screens.